headlines on Metro FM Talk. Yeah, we head out to Soweto for our headline segment in a story here where Johannesburg councillor was allegedly assaulted and another taken hostage by residents uh, in parts of Soweto. Now, it's said the residents were demanding an end to power cuts in the area. And to make sense of the story, joined on the line by uh, Ms. Brenda Dami, ward councillor in Ward 29 and uh, also a deputy chief whip of uh, the ANC caucus out in the Joburg City Council. Ms. Brenda, good evening and welcome. Good evening, and thank you very much for having me and your listeners. Thank you very much for joining us. Maybe just give us some of the background and the context here. Ward 29, which areas does that cover? Uh, and also, I guess, uh, maybe just uh, unpack for us what effectively happened here uh, that uh, gave rise to the hostage situation and the assault. Okay, I'm from Ward 29, that is Zone 3, North of Central, North of Central, Phase 3, and Orlando. Okay. But what I'm going to talk about now about the hostage that happened last week, Thursday, at Ward 33, under Kanzala Mazibuko. I see. The, yes, the, the community holder has hostage at Robesville because they don't have electricity. And the council was at the gate and they didn't want her to move because they wanted electricity. Mm. But now what I, what, what, what I want to tell is as the community doesn't have electricity, the same councillor also didn't have electricity. Now, the community demanded electricity from her, and the community was very rough with her in such a way that it was life-threatening. She's still under trauma, and she had to go to police station for, that, for her safety. So the problem is, it is not only that what It's what there is three, most of the water in the way to. Uh, they, 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 we struggle with electricity. What thirty three adjacent hot, what thirty four under councillor Libuto, what thirty five under councillor Dinoto Tesi, what thirty six under councillor Joe Mufuking, those mm-hmm. are adjacent hot sure. where they, there's no minister that blew up. Hundred and ninety six houses at what thirty three were affected without electricity understand. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. leaking oil, and ESCOM doesn't repair the minister, and the community has been waiting. Equally, the council is frustrated because the council is waiting for 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 ESCOM to come and assist. Mm. Yeah. Now, now I guess th- this frustration now bubbled over then into this assault and this hostage situation. How was that particular issue brought to a head and uh, how were the, I guess, very high emotions calmed in that situation? Um, at that present moment, uh, because she feared for her life and got life for You must know when the whole community and the mob is at a gate, mm. hold, hold you hostage and tell you that you are not moving. So JMPD was there to assist. But the reason why she had to go to police station is the only that is because community says they want to go with her at Megawatt Park the following day. So this is life threatening. This is not only the case that I'm talking about. Most of the councillors are not sleeping all over. I must tell you, more especially now it's winter. They, are, they fear for their lives and the community doesn't understand. Mm. And I understand the frustration of the community. But what I want to put across here and I'm pleading with our community. The councillors are frustrated mm. because ESCOM is frustrating the councillors. They don't give councillors what they promise the community. 
in anger, the community now are taking the councillors. And that is not good because councillors are part of the community. Mm. Matt, do you not think this is signals a crisis in civic education? And the reason why I ask that question, if seen through, I guess, a very clinical lens, the only real role a councillor can play in ensuring the end to a power cut is a facilitatory role. You know, I mean, that, that would be a function of, you know, the technical services within the administration, which is a bit different to a councillor who's a part of the political side of the political administrative interface. Um, How difficult is taking that particular message to say, fine, I might have said I'm going to campaign on a ticket to make sure you've got all of these things. But effectively, my job is to exercise oversight on the people who are supposed to make sure that you get this stuff. Um, It's good that you mentioned civic education. Mm. You know, the problem is community expects way too much from the councillors. And the councillors are just the facilitators. Mm. Community forget that the councillors are within the communities and that have, they, they also experience the same challenges that they, they're experiencing. The, 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 the issue here is ESCOM. Remember, ESCOM has closed their offices ever since lockdown, mm. all over. When the community are frustrated, they cannot go, go nearer to the offices. ESCOM is nowhere to be found. Now they take their frustration to the community, and councillors are not the mouthpiece of ESCOM. ESCOM must start opening their offices and engage with their clients, which is community, when there's challenges, not councillors, because that puts the councillors' life in danger. But I also want to allude to you to say, yes, we need to make uh, awareness campaign to explain to communities, not only as all the stakeholders in cities, to explain to communities that the councillors have nothing to do with this. We're all frustrated. The enemy here, the real enemy is ESCOM. Who is promising to repair? Who is promising the community to come and give them boxes, ministers as they blew up? Who also don't make maintenance to their infrastructure? No improvement ever since. Their infrastructure very old. No improvement in their capacity because you must remember, in the past, houses were like one house, few families. But now the people have, have they, 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 we are lodged. More than 6 million people in Soweto. In one year, there's many families. So the, 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 the infrastructure was never saved. But also, overloading is a problem. Mm. So ESCOM must come and check their boxes. Well, may, may, now, may, let, let's maybe just talk about this overloading story, just, just for a little bit. Because I find it so interesting. I mean, a few months ago, we had uh, some residents from Deep Kloof coming to speak to us. And they had just received a new transformer. And, and uh, I remember ESCOM's provincial uh, uh, officer speaking to us and saying, well, you know, you expect a transformer to last for 20 years. Uh, in the case of some of these neighborhoods, it's only lasting for four because of effectively the backyard real estate revolution that's happening in our townships. Um, so every home will have maybe three or four other connections in the backyard, you know, uh, flats or apartments that have been built at the back. Um, And I'm quite interested, I guess, yourselves as people who sit in council as politically representative or political representatives, what your views are on that? Because, I mean, we've we've heard a lot of people saying, well, let's harness this at the moment informal sector and make sure that it contributes to our housing crisis. But but what are your thoughts at the moment on dealing with this and the impact that it has? 
uh, on the ability to supply reliable supply of electricity into many of these neighborhoods because it just seems the target moves every day insofar as the number of connections that the infrastructure can carry. Um, overloading is a serious problem. And like I said, we need to check plan B. What, what is it that you can do? Because there's no way that with so many uh, sheds in one yard or many families in one yard and what you can still maintain with, with, with what we had before. When, when, when such happens, I think the people must approach ESCOM and tell them they must come and increase the, 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 the intake of electricity because now the family, we are lost in one yard. The overloading is caused by not improving and capacity of the, of the infrastructure. I, I think we, we really need to sit down, and this is a matter of agency for all, all the stakeholders and the government. We really need to sit down and see how bad can we assist, because it cannot only be the councillor's responsibility that to face with community without improving, but this is needed, like agents. We must sit down and see how best can we assist each other in terms of ESCOM issue, in terms of improving, improving what the infrastructure, improving what we have, but because it impacts negatively in our lives mm. and it's distracting. Right now, I've got the report. There's a, there's a school in Mateta, the other primary school. They don't have electricity because the infrastructure, they cannot load. And remember, it's a school. Last, last I had a report, the, 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 the Orlando post office they didn't have electricity. How many times you have a, uh, got a report in proof the school doesn't have electricity? So how do we move with that? It affects everybody's life. Now, now, I mean... Yeah, this is, this is a bit of a difficult one because, in a sense, there are three things that you're raising. And I'm quite interested in how, at a political level, and even, I guess, the, the um, you know, because the truth of it is that it's nothing that the city administration can resolve. But I guess I'm also speaking to you, and you are a politician in the city, and many of your colleagues have been on the receiving end of the frustration of many of our communities. The first one is the seeming inaccessibility of ESCOM. I think you've mentioned that. The second one is, of course, the frustration that people have. And it does seem the ward councillors are, are the closest representatives of government, irrespective of whether, you know, ESCOM would report to them or they would have access to ESCOM or not. And then I think the third one is at a political level. I mean, you, you're part of the ANC caucus. What becomes the political message to the members or, or, or to the people of Soweto insofar as saying, well, you know, we're one government, and at the end of the day, this is the position that ESCOM has. Uh, because all of these things, if they're not resolved effectively, risk the lives of many of your counterparts and even yourself. Okay. I will start with the last one. Sure, sure. Like I said, we need everybody to fight this. This lies on the shoulder of all of us, the stakeholders, the business people, everybody, and the politicians. We are working together because there's no use that the councillor must go to Megawatt Park with the, with, the, with the community to go and complain. When we come there, it's arrogancy. They're, they speak with councillors over the phone. They don't want to speak with councillors. And, and by that time, councillors' life is in danger. Now we're, we're taking the fight straight to the minister. We want the minister to come 
and intervene. We are no longer going to speak on the phone. We are no longer going to daily daily. We want the minister, we want everybody to be involved because this is a national problem. Mm-hmm. Not only our local problem, but it's nationwide. So we want the, the, the minister to come and speak with us and intervene because it has been going long, long, long. We've been crying, we've been screaming, we've been doing everything, marching and what, and it, to, to other officers, the premier's offices all over, but it hasn't assisted. So this time, the fight is going straight to the minister's doorstep. Must, must, must intervene. To whose doorstep? Time, they must come out, out of their comfort zone. To whose doorstep, Mama? No, sorry, I was just asking. You said it's going to someone's doorstep. I didn't hear that part. To whose the doorstep? Minister. Which minister? Province. Public enterprise? Yes. Okay. It's about time. Because we cannot go to ESCOM. We cannot go to anywhere. It's the same thing. We are, we don't want to find ourselves find some, a councillor's date or somebody's date mm. because of this. We are fighting same enemy now. It's the ESCOM. Now all of us are taking the fight back to ESCOM and to the, to, to the minister mm. to assist us. H- have you shared this with Salga? I'm just interested, I mean, because I, I understand at some stage Salga had a, a memorandum of agreement with ESCOM or something of that sort. I mean, have, have you shared it with them? And if so, what, what has their response been? We, we, we have representatives from our, 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 our councillors that are sitting down with Salga. Okay. But like I tell you right now, it's, it's about time. Talks are not going to assist. Mm. It's time for action. And with our communities, they must, they, we must move with them. It's time for action, all of us. Something must be done in terms of solving this. And also, I must, I must say to you, ESCOM is arrogant. ESCOM officials, they're arrogant. Mm. They don't feel what we feel on the ground. They don't see what you see on the ground. There are other officers. They spoke over the phone. And it is winter. It is so cold. There are places that doesn't have electricity for two years, mm. for one year, for six months. For, for a few months, no electricity. You feel how cold it is today. But ESCOM officials will just talk as they wish. They don't, they don't feel. So it's about time everybody must feel what they're feeling. Together with our communities, we're pushing back. This fight to ESCOM. We cannot sit at the corner. We cannot negotiate. We cannot talk. It has been going on for a very long time. Our community are struggling, are suffering under the ESCOM. And then maybe a last one, Mayor, just on, on, on the issues that you're raising there. Um, I mean, do you see any likelihood that this issue will come to some you know, resolution? Because it does seem, on the other hand, as you say, it's the intransigence, inaccessibility, an indifference of ESCOM. And then on the other, ESCOM saying, Batubasu Wetu are effectively unwilling to cooperate and uh, aren't even willing to find a compromise insofar as payment is concerned. Will these parties find one another? And what's the role of yourselves as le- local leaders in, in making sure that that happens? Okay. I just want to correct that. Sure. People of the way you never said they don't want to pay. That they want to pay. Mm. But ESCOM must also fix their infrastructure. Sure. You cannot punish people of the way they say they don't. They want to pay. And councillors are preaching. And they know they, they, they've got the responsibility of paying. But we're saying to ESCOM, come on board. Let's sit down. You cannot say, oh, Gogo, who doesn't have electricity? 
you switch off and Gogo must say 6,000 something. Where is Gogo going to get that? So we're saying, here's the table, let's see how much can Gogo pay uh, 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 to collect. So that we are ready. Our people want to pay. But we're saying, Eskom, open your offices. That, I, I like what you said. Mm. Open your offices. Come and negotiate and communicate with your, your clients. Don't send counselors. You must speak with them individually. They've got offices in Soweto. Why did they close the offices? Mm. Why? How do they try, their clients uh, uh, access them? Now the poor Gogo must travel to get them away. Hence, the councillors are being attacked because the councillors are nearer to the yeah, community. Yeah. But we're not going to allow that. So we're saying, ESCOM, open your offices, let's talk. Our people are, are, are willing to negotiate, but you cannot switch off because they don't have 6,000 rents. We, we really need to talk about this. Meprenda? Real pleasure catching up with you tonight. Thank you for generously sharing of your time. And uh, yes, this is certainly not the last time we're going to be talking about this. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Brenda Dami, Ward Councillor in Ward 29 uh, here in the city of Joburg.